Dance, yeah, you can feel it. You just want to celebrate it. The truth of those words, he's never failed us yet. What a great thing to celebrate this morning. Can I just pray and just let the goodness and the joy of those words wash over you. Lord, we thank you that our confidence is in you. Thank you that, Lord, we, we who gather here know we have seen you do that which may have seemed impossible. Lord, we know that we can rely on you no matter what. And that in any and every situation, you are present and faithful. And so we thank you today for your faithfulness. Thank you that, Lord, we can know you will, you will never, ever let us down. And Lord, I pray that in times when, when we face challenges, we would be reminded that, God, you, no matter what, are present with us. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We celebrate you together today. As we come to your scriptures, to your word, we pray. Lord, in these moments we have together this morning around your word, would you speak in very loud and clear ways into each one of our lives? May we have a capacity to hear your voice. May your word not return to you void, but may it accomplish what you desire for it. May it accomplish it, its work in each one of our lives. So Lord, as we come around your word, we pray that your voice would be that which is heard most clearly. Lord, anything that, that I say that needs to be left to the side, may it wash away. But Lord, what you would wanna speak into each person's life, may it be, may it be clear. May it be powerful and at work within people's lives because it is from you. So we pray this together in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 One last clap kind of celebration. Who God is. What a, you can feel it in the room. Just wanting to celebrate it. Great to be with you this morning. Uh, if we haven't met, my name's Dean, part of the team here at True North. If you're brand new here today, welcome. Uh, it's so good uh, just to have you here, and I hope today uh, you will get just a, I guess, a taste of what we're all about. If you're brand new to church here today, it's a great day uh, to be here. Are you going to get a taste of what we believe a, a church is all about, called to do and to be, and, and what that's uh, all about? And so it's going to be, be a, a great time we have together. We're starting a new series today called uh, Body Moving. Let me hear you say Body Moving. And uh, if you've been around True North for more of this year, you'll know this is kind of our, our theme for the year. This is something we feel a, a part of kind of our, what God was calling us to as a church this year. And so all through this month in June, we're going to be unpacking and exploring what is this all about. And, uh, and Body Movement is about this recognition that, you know, the church, uh, one of the most uh, kind of common and important pictures of what the church is called to do and to be is that the church is the body of Christ in this world. And, and we're going to look and explore what does that mean and how does that work out and what does it mean and look like for us to be moving uh, together in that. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. And so I thought to start, we're going to think about kind of, I guess, the capacity, the capability of, of what the human body has the potential to accomplish. Of all the different pictures that Jesus could have given what the church is called to be, he says, this is going to be like my body in this world. And the, and, and, and the human body actually has incredible capacity. 
We're going to look at, uh, we're, I've got a little video for you. I want you to get this in mind when you think about just what uh, the human body is capable of. And it's, it's, this is going to look through an athletic context and lens. Have a, have a look at this. Check this out. These are some of the things the human body is capable of. We got some classics to start it off. Check this out. This is a, a classic. Look at that. Flying through the air. Man. Little gridiron. Any gridiron fans? Look at that. Little body moving right down. You know? That's, oh, man. That's actually me in high school. So um, check this out. Boom, man. That was youth on Friday night. This is just, we got all the highlights. Man. And look at that, that was on purpose. You think for a moment, what are you doing? Bang. Roger. Uh, he does it all. He can do it all. Vince Carter. Watch this replay behind the head. Oh! <laughs> Oh, Ali! Oh! <laughs> oh! Well, it's a long ball through. Oh my God! Look at this! Watch this! Ultimate Frisbee. Check this thing out. Oh! State Youth Games just a week ago. Incredible. Now, this is in here for our, our chairman of our elders, Brian Smythe. This is the Seattle Seahawks. Look at him go. <laughs> that goalie at the end, I know, like, it's some pretty amazing achievements. Of all the ways that goalie could have stopped that ball, like, he just decided, like, I mean, it's like coming right now. I'm actually going to fly in the air, hit it from behind. Can you imagine if he missed that? Like, that dude. I know one thing about soccer is you don't want to upset soccer fans. So, like, you just have a, oh, man. But isn't it, you know, the, the reason I love it, I love to just, you know, watch some of those things. Be like, Look at what the human body is capable of. Um, and, you, you know, we might go, well, my body's not capable of that, I wonder. But, you know, this is the incredible thing. The human body is in, it's capable of so much when it is trained and developed and honed. And even if we can't all, you know, jump over another human being, our, our capacity may not be there. All of us, what our bodies are capable of is really quite extraordinary. And what's, I think, also fascinating to think about, every one of those people and all those things, you know, the guy who trampolined, top of the backboard, flipped himself back, dunked on the way down. Whoever, pick any one of those people on there and what they did. They all started the same way we all do in this world as a tiny baby capable of very little movement. Where, where you know, it's just a baby that, you know, can move a little bit but has kind of no coordination over its body. 
And eventually it's like, wow, that's amazing. They, they sat up. Wow, that's amazing. They crawled. Wow, that's amazing. They took their first step. And through moving throughout their lives, those people develop the ability to move their body in such ways that they could accomplish those things. But to grow, to have a body capable of those kinds of things does not just happen. You don't just read about it in a book somewhere. It is through successive and intentional movement. Is how they developed and cultivated those things. Now, keeping in mind that this, you know, now this is what the body is capable of. And now layer that on as we read these words, our theme for body moving and for this year. This picture of what the body of Christ, the church, is called to be. Instead, speaking the truth in love. We, the local church, the body of Christ, will grow. This is written to a church like us in Ephesus back in the day. We will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body. Let me say mature body. Let me hear you say mature body. See, you didn't want to say it with much enthusiasm because sometimes if you hear mature body, you might think about it like this. Like some days I wake up and I'm like, the alarm went off and now that I'm, you know, a little bit older than I used to be, which technically we all are, but anyway, you know. There's some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, my body's feeling really mature today, you know, like it didn't used to feel like this, you know, I played some basketball last night or, you know, I tried that little flipping thing into, you know, uh, on the, but, you know, you just, oh, it's, no, mature body, when you read that, it is a complete body. It's grown to strength. All the athletes we saw and what they were doing, they were in a space of having a mature body. Their body had grown to the capacity and what, it was, what it's there for and what it's capable of. It's a mature body. And this says, we together will grow to become the mature body of him who is the head. That is Christ. That mature body is something to be celebrating. Like, wow, imagine what the mature body of Christ is capable of in this world. It says, from him, from Jesus. Okay, he's the head. So we're called to be the body. Who's given the orders? He is. You know, we've all got to be connected. And it says he's the head, and from him the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It's joined together. The body is, is fit together, and it's held together by every supporting ligament, every bit. And it grows, and it builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And that's the moving, that's the work, that's the not staying still. So I want you to just, here's the two things I really hope that we can kind of grab and grab hold of, wrap our minds around, kind of take to heart today when I think about what, what, do we, what does God want us to grasp out of these verses for who we are as his church. And there, there's two things especially today, we're exploring this in the next few weeks, but the first is this. My hope is that we can embrace and value what the body of Christ is called to be in this world. And appreciate and understand the, I don't know if it's the right word, the high calling, the appreciate and understand that the you and I, it's not something that we actually have to do. It's just what Jesus has declared us to be the body of Christ. And that is something to be valued and honored because this is the means by which Jesus continues to be present in this world. You know, body, when you think about body, just realize this, the call of the church is to be the embodiment of Jesus' presence in this world. 
And a body, the thing about a body that's so different is a body is not an idea, it's not a thought, it's not a concept, it's something you can touch, it's something that is physical, it's something that is real in this world. The story of Jesus is the idea that the God, the invisible God who created all things, who spoke the world into being, took on a body, a flesh and blood, the incarnation. God became present, not an idea, not a concept, not abstract, real and tangible. We are part of an incarnational faith that is called to make, in many ways, the invisible visible in this world. The, un, the intangible tangible in this world. And Jesus says, you're going to be my body, you're going to be the body of Christ in this world, the means by which I continue to be present. And so who we are as a people... You know, that church is not an event that happens on a Sunday morning. It's not uh, this thing that you just, it's, it is a body that we are built into. We are declared to be part of. That when we put our faith in Christ, it's not even, and then we choose, do I also want to be part of the church? No, you are declared. And what Jesus is doing is he fits us and joins us together in a local, tangible, incarnational expression of that reality. And where now we love and serve one another and worship him and honor him in ways that make his presence tangible and real in this world. That's what the body of Christ is about. And the body of Christ has incredible capacity and capability to do extraordinary things in this world. Do you know what, why I think this is so important and why I think we need to be reminded sometimes that this is, is what the body of Christ is? Because we, if you don't know us, we live in a very individualistic world and culture. Do you know, sociologists who study kind of different cultures uh, and, and say on one end of a particular spectrum is individuality and individualism, which is where you're kind of orientated primarily around your individual kind of life. Some other cultures on the other side, you'll get places that are very group orientated. If you think of more traditional cultures tend to be uh, this way. And so you have to think a lot more about how do your actions affect the community or the village or your family grouping. Or, so you kind of got in culture a tendency to go one of two ways, group orientated or individually orientated. And Australia is one of the two most individually orientated cultures in the world. And so, and we live in kind of a, a modern, just Western world that then pushes all that individuality even more. And so you think about all the ways we hear this and watch it play out around us that, you know, you, kind of your life, you know, what are your goals and what's your vision for you and, and how are you going to fulfill those things? I'm not saying that's bad, but we need to realize we live in a world that always pushes us to think about me and my life. I, um, I'm kind of tired of this job. This is the thing that's really going to help me to achieve what I'm here for. So I don't have any problem just saying bye to this. Or, or you know what, actually this thing over here, that's not really working for me. And I got to do me and I got to be, you know. I'm not saying those things are bad or like feel bad. Or, but the point is this. Understand we live in a radically individualistic world. So make sure you got your profile set up and make sure you're, you're, you use this social media account like this and that and project who you are. To, and so we live in a world that's constantly pushes this way. And into that world, Jesus says, I want to make you together my body, the body of Christ in this world. And so he says, I'm going to fit you together. I'm gonna, you're going to be stuck together is pretty much what it says. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm stuck with you. <laughs> I'm stuck with you. Turn to the other person. 
I guess I'm stuck with you. Do you know, the, the thing about who we are as church, go back to those verses in, fourth, in 15 and 16. He used these two very strong words that you are joined and held together. Now, we, we, are, we are joined by nature of. Now, we can all choose whether we want to live out the reality of this or whether we don't. But the temptation, I think one of the temptations of our era, of our time, of our culture, and our place is to make this a nice idea but never put flesh on it. Now, I've got a picture of some, some Lego for you. Does anybody know what this is? What's that? It's Lego. It's Lego. It's Star Wars. It's actually the Millennium Falcon. Do you know? It is. It's the Millennium Falcon. So, now here's the thing. These are the pieces. It is the Millennium Falcon. Uh, they, they put them all there. It's one of the sets that has the most pieces. And, um, but... You know, here's the thing is like all those pieces, the point is not to have all these individual pieces. Obviously, the beauty of this set, the reason you buy it, the whole reason they put it together was so that you put them together, fit them together, and it looks like this. And so you piece them and bit by bit. Now, here's, here's my point, what I just want you to think about for a moment when it talks about this idea that we are joined and fit together. Most of us are comfortable uh, in our culture in particular. How does this creep into what the church is? We are often far more comfortable being a bunch of disparate pieces. We're like, yeah, no, look, I'm part. I'm part of the body of Christ. But it's a lot easier, more comfortable. And, and our culture kind of pushes us this way. Just like, but I'm, so I'm going to do me. And we say, go back to the first picture. We're real comfortable here. It's cool. Yeah, I know I'm part of the body of Christ. But please don't stick me in there, you know. Don't, don't build me into anything. I just kind of want to, I'm going to do me. But Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to stick you together. Now, go back to our verses. You know, do you realize something? What Jesus wants to do, his plan, his plan for how he's going to continue to work out uh, his, his will in this world, bring the kingdom from heaven to earth, his plan for how he's going to transform and continue his work of redeeming all things is he says, I'm going to leave my body, and my body is my people joined and fitted together. And, and that's what the body is, joined to him, held together, stuck with one another. And it grows and builds itself up in love. Understand this, why is the body of Christ so important? Because if what Jesus wants is for his love to be made manifest and tangible in this world, it requires community. It requires, we can't, Love, as individuals, love by nature is about serving and laying down our life for another. Jesus says this, how will people know you're my followers? By your love for one another. Our love for one another is what makes Jesus manifest, present, incarnated in this world. So that someone can go, that's what Jesus is about. I can touch that. I can see that. It's made visible. It's incarnate in this world. It cannot just be an idea. It is so much easier to have an idea of what it will mean to love others than to actually do it, isn't it? You know, one of the things about love, and this is, I, I, hope, I hope you grasp in, in some sense the beauty of what it means to be the body of Christ. That we, like, we are called to just demonstrate by the way we're joined and fitted together God's love in this world. We're capable of extraordinary things. Think about that video and what those athletes were. You know, I just think, you know what, and, and you look throughout history, the body of Christ has been capable of extraordinary 
you know, ability to do things and, and transform this world. And, and even when you think about body moving, I love these photos. And you're like, man, to be the body and to be moving together, there's just beautiful. It's so good. But can I just tell you this? Just please know this. As great and beautiful and true as all those things are, the reality of love, and one of the reasons why we're all happier to just be at peace doing our own thing, is because it's not easy to actually love. Actually loving requires a lot of self-sacrifice, a lot of other sentiment, a lot of grace, a lot of patience. It requires so much. Giving up personal preference, all these things. You know, my wife and I, we do a lot of uh, pre-marriage counseling. So when two people are in love, we meet with them to talk about how this will flesh out, you know, how you'll make this visible in your life together. I was on a conversation online where some pastors were talking about, hey, what are you doing with pre-marriage? Like what tools, what books, what resources are you using? So I was just kind of looking to see, you know, is there anything kind of good or people doing things? And this one guy wrote, actually, you don't need any books. You don't need any kind of tests or resources. He said, here's what I would just do. Um, just have the couple, and they have to sit in dead silence and eat a bowl of cereal in front of one another. <laughs> and if they can survive that, then they'll probably be all right. No, I love that idea because you're just like, you know, this is the nitty-gritty of life. You know what? Like, oh, I'm, I'm in love with this person. I love them, but uh, please don't make me listen to you chew. You know, just like, I can't, like that's the reality. So love is challenging. It's, it's beautiful and good, but make no mistake, this is the reality of love. Once we're stuck with other people, it's not always easy. But when we do... Embrace that reality, and instead of pulling ourselves away and going, I'm just going to do my own thing, it's cool, it's just me and God. But we go, no, 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 I'm, I'm part of the body of Christ, i got to live this out, i got to stay connected to others, i gotta, I got to be. And then we start moving together, that's how we grow. And so here's the second part of it that we're going to lean into. We're called to be part of the body. We're called to love one another, serve one another. We and that means we cannot just make it an idea. We actually have to stay physically connected to one another. Gatherings like this is why we gather on the weekends, because we need to make it real and tangible. We can't just say we're a community. No, we gather together around Christ who is the head. And gather, you know, yesterday our, our, a lot of our men got together for a breakfast. They gathered around tables with one another and ate together and talked about, uh, you know, what God is doing in their lives and different things like that. We have people gather in, in homes, people who gather in cafes, and not just to talk about sports, but to talk about who God is and to pray with one another and to support one another. All these things allow us to stay connected to one another. And they're critical. Now, the second part is not only do we stay connected, but we got to stay moving. Verse 16 says that this is how we now grow. This is how we get to maturity. This is how the capability is unlocked and how God, the presence of Christ is released in this world. It says the whole thing grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. And this pictures this idea, if there was a different name for this instead of body movement, it would be body work. That everyone in the body, it, the body grows when each part does its work. And the picture of Ephesians 4, it shows us that God has gifted different people and different people have different capacities. But all of those things are to be brought together into a beautiful unity where everyone is working together under the one head who is Christ. And, and it happens in love. As I choose in love to serve someone else. 
as, I, as, as someone else in love chooses to serve someone else. It happens through all these actions, through the movement is how the body grows to strength and capacity. Can I tell you something? This is the, the, the goal, I, I believe, I, I think what God would want to speak to us and, and, and talk to us and, and accomplish in his people, if this is the body of Christ, us as a people together, is to realize this, the body grows when it moves. And so it's not enough to only be connected and think that just by even um, sort of showing up and being present, as good as that is and starting point and all those things, but unless there is movement, the body will never grow to maturity. Unless we choose to move, the growth, and, 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 and don't think about, kind of the, like, kind of growing to maturity, a mature body that's capable of that which it is purposed for, it happens as we move. You know, movement is, is you know, it talks about, you know, kind of each part doing its work. And, and it pictures something where this is not passive. It's not just kind of, uh, I'm not doing it, I'm not just staying still. It is each part doing its work, just bringing these acts of love and service, you know, moving in connection to the head who is Christ. You know, God wants us all to be moving, living things move, growing things move. And this series will be about saying, what does it look like to take another step, to make sure that we are moving in concert with the one who is the head. Not staying still, not getting stuck. Do you know one of the, um, I, I got one of these. I don't know if, if anybody else has one. Does anyone else have a, a watch that counts your steps? Anybody have one of these? You know, raise your hand. You know, I, I, had, I got one just a, a, a couple months ago probably now. I think I got it. Now when I was, when I got it, when I was given it, I sort of thought I don't really need one of these. I'd heard you need about 10,000 steps a day. And I'm like, well, if 10,000 steps is what's supposed to be good, um, I'm sure that I'm probably getting eight, nine. Maybe I'm not perfect. This is my approach to life in general. Whatever the goal is, like, I'm probably pretty good. So, um, you know, just, just kidding. That's not entirely true, maybe. But, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll get it. But I'm sure I, I, I move a lot. I walk a lot. I'm, I'm active. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm sure I'll have no problem. I wore it for a couple of days, and I was like, is this on? Like, just, they told me the goal was 10,000. I think I set a goal of 10,000 and my watch recalibrated it, you know. It's like, and I'm looking, I'm just like, I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working, you know. And then I'm just trying to like, even if I'm seated, I'm just trying to, you know, move my arm. I'm going to grab a piece of paper here and, you know, just see how we're doing. And, you know, I'm just looking. I'm like, 2,000 steps? Are you kidding me? You know, this is just like, what? And so I'm, I'm watching it and, I'm, and then I realize, like, I don't move near as much as I thought I did. Like faced with a little, like, kind of mirror to myself. I had to go, wait, I, I thought I moved a lot. I don't. And then, then it started to get real kind of attitude, to be honest. And, and it started doing this thing where throughout my day it would buzz at me. And I look down. I'm like, what is this? And I just see this one word with an exclamation point that says, move. I'm like, are you kidding me? You are not telling me what to do. Like, who do you think you are? Like, what? where did you come from? Like, Jesus is my head, I'll move if he says. No, you know. 
And now I got this watch. It's like periodically like buzzing, you know. And I'm, in the first couple of days, I'm just annoyed. I'm like, how do I turn this off? Like, stop. Enough already. And I told Lisa, my wife, and she had one of these. And I'm like, do you know what? Like, this is what? She's like, no, that what it's doing is telling you you've been seated for a long time. You need to get up and move. I'm like, really? Like, because I don't feel like I'm sitting that long. Now, if you ask me how often, you know, I'm like, it buzzes, because it keeps buzzing. It's doing it pretty frequently. If you had asked me, like, how long do you think between buzzes, I would have said, I reckon every 15 minutes this thing is buzzing at me. And then I found out it was set to one hour. It was only buzzing when I was stationary for one hour. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I was stationary for one hour? And usually I ignored it a couple times, you know. So I'm like, no wonder I got it. Now, here's, why do I say that? Because I just want us to kind of wrap our minds around this kind of idea. I think it's human nature to not realize how stationary we become. You, you put in the physical, you put in how, what it looks like to walk with Jesus. You notice how often in the scriptures it talks about walking with God. It doesn't talk about, it's one of the most frequent things. Are you walking with God? We are called to move. You look at the story of God's people in the Old Testament. So often what it was, they wanted to settle down somewhere. And God says, move, keep going. We sometimes just don't even realize, I think, how long we've stayed put right where we are. And I think God, you know, one of the things I hope through body movement is that there will be like this little sense, I I really believe that God would want to say to some of us, just like, hey, move. And here's the thing about that moving. You know, when, even when my watch buzzes, I don't kind of get up and start sprinting full speed down the hall. If I did that, I'd like rip a hamstring, right? What I do is I just get up and take some steps. I don't get up and just like, well, I better start, you know, I just get up and I start to move. And I think what, what God wants to say to us and to his people and to his body is like, if you want to grow to become the mature body, if you want to unleash the capabilities that are within the body to demonstrate the love of Christ in this world, then it just requires moving. Take some steps. Don't need to start sprinting. Just take a step. But sometimes we just need that little prompt that says, you know what? Maybe you didn't realize how long you've been kind of seated just right here. You know, throughout this series, there's going to be four areas. We're just going to continually kind of encourage you. Just reflect on these. And what does this look like in your life? Pursuing God personally. We talk as a, as a community of people, we believe God's called us to be people who passionately pursue his presence. In your own life, are you pursuing the presence of God? Or is that something that maybe you've gotten a little static in? Or maybe gotten a little stuck in? And what would it look like to just take one step and just kind of get moving again in a fresh way? Or maybe it's something you've never done. And that feels like, what does it even mean to try and pursue the presence of God? No, you know what, just start with a step. That's all. We can help you work out what to do. You know, what does it look like to gather together? You know, sometimes in our world that's kind of, I think, so, so busy. And, you know, imagine the amount of people here this week tell you their life is busy and can feel overwhelming. And one of the easiest things I see it all the time for people to drop is, like, I just don't gather with people around Christ anymore. You know, and maybe it's kind of dropping in on, on a Sunday once in a while. Or, or you used to have a couple people that you met with and prayed with and did things. You know, what does it look like to be moving in that? Gathering with other believers. We can't. We can't actually become the mature body on our own. What does it look like to serve one another? You know, and what would another step in that look like? Sometimes, you know, I know people often it's easy to have a season where you're like, I just need to take a step back. I can't serve other people because I need, and that's real. And there are times you just need to kind of like, it's like, yeah, just do some receiving. But you know what I think happens is so easy to not realize how long we just started sitting there. 
and, and it's been a while since we actually took a step. What would another step in serving? Or maybe you've been serving one particular direction. God actually has even more. What would a step forward look like for you? Grow in your own capacity or ability to minister to others or, or to lead others or to just go, yeah, I'm going forward again. I'm not just doing what I've always done. You know, even giving together, you know, it's sometimes it's just easy to get stuck with what we've always done or to go, that's too scary to even try. What would, don't start sprinting, but what does a step in any of these areas going to look like? And then imagine what would happen if collectively all across the body of Christ, there was just that we're all starting to step. Nobody's got to sprint. But we're taking steps, and we're moving, and we're staying connected to one another, and we're growing to become the mature body of him who is the head, capable of more than we could ask or imagine in this world, to see the body of Christ grow to all he dreams it to be. The love of Christ made incarnate, flesh and blood in this world. You know, I want to just pray for us as we kind of start this series. And here's my encouragement to you. You know, what will it look like to just go, you know what, God, here's, you know, two things I think you could pray for, ask for, I'd encourage you today. The first might be this. If, if you, you know, if there's a part of you that in this kind of individualistic world, you realize that there's a certain part of you that, to be honest, would just be happier to just be at peace and just, it's hard to kind of value what it means to be part of the body. You know, to just say to God, God, would you help me to value the body of Christ the way you do? Would you help me to see it the way you do? Would you help me to have the passion for it that you do? And just to invite that and just ask. You know, you don't have to manufacture it, but just begin to ask and say, God, would you help me to see and embrace and experience the body of Christ what you, the way you see it? To plant that in my own heart. And the second thing might be to just say, Lord, would you, over this next few weeks, would you show me a step I can take? What would it look like for me to be moving as part of the body of Christ? And just to ask him to reveal that to you. And it's never about kind of we all, you know, like I said, no, start, but just go, Lord, what would that step look like? So I get moving again. So I don't end up just kind of stuck right where I've been. If you'd like to pray, why don't you stand up and I invite you just to stand up. We'll all move a little bit even just to stand. And even some of those small things are just ways we physically are able to say, God, you know what, here I am. And I want to invite you just to even now, just close your eyes. We're going to take a moment in prayer. And I want to invite you just to close your eyes. Let's take a, a deep breath. You've been listening to me for a while. And just to quiet your own heart and mind and say, Lord, I want to listen to you for, for these next few moments. Maybe there'll be one of those prayers that you especially want to pray. Maybe there'll be something that he's beginning to nudge in you. But just take a, a few moments, and even if it's only just to be quiet. Just try and listen and form a prayer in your own heart to him. Lord, in these moments, we recognize that, Jesus, you are the head of your body. You are king. You are Lord. And we welcome the work of your Holy Spirit amongst us. And we pray that even now, uh, where those prayers have been offered, I pray that you would, you would respond. And I pray that as a people, 
who you have joined and fitted together. You would give us your eyes and your vision for who you call us to be as your body in this world. And that, Lord, as we love and serve one another, your love would be made manifest in this world. There'd be a place and a people that is incarnating your reality. Help us to see what you see when you look at the body of Christ. And Lord, I pray that where people have come to you desiring, what's that next step look like? Lord, I pray that you'd be speaking to their hearts. You'd be inviting them in, a, in your loving and gentle way. And showing them what is that next step? What is the next step? What could it look like? And that as they start to move, that movement would just begin to work its way out in their lives and the Lord as we collectively as we are all just taking steps and small steps it would build a certain you know energy that encourages all of us and sees your body grow towards maturity and so Lord we open ourselves to your work within us we recognize that it is all about you King Jesus and we pray that you would do that which you desire in our midst it's in your name that we pray and everybody agreed, said, amen, amen. Yeah, you can give God a celebration just of who he is. You know, of who he is and his body. And we're going we're gonna to bring our service.